baseball money is fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the DGen Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. But I'll pass it over to him now. Hi, I'm I'm here. Uh, oh, let's do this. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, back again, and it feels so good two days in a row. If you are listening, I love you. If you are watching, it is good to see you, even though I can't see you, but you can see me. But hey, hope you're having a good day. I am here with my man Ryan Gilbert, as always. How you doing, Ryan? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing all right. It's a bit of a bit of a slower slog Tuesday here. I was. I was. I was more motivated on the Monday, as I was telling you before the show. But you know, the week goes on here. Podcasting goes on. Uh, next time you're not ready, I'm just gonna do my do my best Blake impression <laughs> here and just be like and just welcome everybody and just just take over. I, I, I'm the captain now. I I want to see you start a show one of these days. I want to see you fire it off. Just. Actually, you did on the one I was gone. I, I did it with, with you did with Renaf. I, I do it hockey game podcast all the time when it's just me and Joel. So I've got some experience there. I'm no Blake Meyer though. This is the juice. Is that apple juice there? Ooh, ate that. Oh, it's apple juice. I want to make sure that the the uh, people at home didn't think I was drinking beer, even though after the show Never. maybe. But we <laughs> we are here. Uh, to talk some fantasy baseball this time, uh, we've been doing some drafting. We had a very big draft. Mine ended. I think you said you have one pick left. You might have already made your last pick. I don't know. Those no, there's still uh, four picks and then mine. So still probably yeah, pretty tonight, much. Hopefully over. I'll end it. Yeah. <laughs> With the rate that that draft goes probably tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, I finished my TGFBI draft. I think it was two days ago. Ryan's got one well, pick left, so first let's okay. give a uh, in, just describe what TGFBI is. Say what it actually is. Don't just give the acron- acronym. And so the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Oh, it's a it's yes. a league of of leagues that you know there are overall winners because it's a roto league, but it's it's fifteen team leagues, deep rosters. How many rounds is this? Uh, 20, 30, 30. 30 man rosters. You have to start five outfielders, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But yeah, I mean. A lot of the people you know that write about fantasy baseball or talk about fantasy baseball, like us, are in it. Uh, up yep. all the way from like the ESPN experts down to you know people that have their own blog. So like it's it's a it's a wide variety, and it's a good chance for uh, everyone to mix it up a little bit, get some connections, and get some uh, deep deep drafting in. Yeah, and it was so much fun too. I mean, it was more fun when the picks were going quicker than towards the end when picks were taking forever. I had the weirdest draft in the beginning. It went like real slow and then went really fast there for like three or four days. 
And then it slowed way down at the end when people were just kind of like, all right, we got all the people that we wanted. And now it's like the fill in picks. So it slowed down, but it was a lot of fun. This is my first year in it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not my last. I actually, I guarantee it won't be my last, but you could get relegated out of it. Though. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't plan on that happening though. And uh quick plug to fantasy pros. Their draft analyzer said I did pretty damn good. So I don't think I will be getting relegated anytime soon. I'm curious to see what it says for yours when you finish up. Because I think it tells everybody. So automatically, like right on the NFBC or NFC app. I use the app. I'm, do you use the app? or? Oh, you know? I don't have the app. I, I just have the, the draft board up in my uh, Chrome tabs on my, my phone. So I guess I should download the app. Yeah, I got an app. That's where I've been checking. That's where I was checking mine, where I was making all my picks. It was pretty nice. A uh, little sneak peek. Uh, it said I got a 96 out of 100 on my draft. And I can prove that with pictures. So I think I, uh, I mean, well. you, you, you have to prove it in September to see, see where, <laughs> where you are in the standings is where you have to prove it. But uh, yeah, what, what overall pick did you have? Did, I think we did you also have three? Because I, I had three. I think you had an early pick as well. Uh, I had I want to double check. Uh, I think I had the second pick, actually. I did have the second pick. Okay. As a matter of fact, I can t- I can say that with confidence. I had the second pick. Who did you take? Uh, my first overall pick was Ronald Acuna. I was very happy about that. Uh, when we started, I wanted, uh, like, I was I wanted Judge or Acuna, but then me mm-hmm. and you had, like, we're talking on the episode. Some of you may have seen the clip floating around. I was considering Julio. I didn't go J Rod. I ended up going to Acuna, and J Rod went the pick after me. Actually, my editor over at Fantasy Bros took J Rod right after me. Uh, and then on the wrap, I. Got Marcus Simeon and Nolan Arenado in the second and third. So I got some pretty big name guys. I, I wanted to get a really solid second baseman and a really solid outfielder for sure. Mm-hmm. Because are so thin. And so that was my my one one strategy was just outfield second baseman first two rounds and then just kind of let it flow from there. And it did because I didn't even pick a my first pitcher until the fifth round. Ooh, yeah. I I uh I got judged third overall. I was very happy with that after uh, Cunha and Julio Rodriguez went on the wraparound. Semyon was taken one pick before me. I don't remember if I was considering him, possibly, because I, I do like getting second base out of the way. But I, I got uh, Michael Harris Jr. with the uh, the second okay. round pick. I, I figured stack two outfielders. You, you need five. We, we always talk about how shallow outfield is. So you want to get those outfield studs early. And then, yeah, on the wraparound, third round pick, uh, third baseman Nolan Arenado. We talk about third base, you know, having that mm-hmm. top tier of J Ram, Witt, Machado, Riley, Devers, and then Arenado. Then a bit of a drop off to uh, Bregman and Henderson. So I, I saw Arenado there. I was like, you know what? Let me grab him. Let me let me get third base kind of locked up with one of the most consistent bats at the position. I think. I agree as well. I mean, he's uh, a guy that's going to hit three hundred, hit thirty home runs, drive in a hundred. You can almost just write that in permanent marker for his season this year because that's what he consistently does every year. And nothing's changing this year. That Cardinals lineup is stacked. So he seems like a a really good value. Like, it's weird to say a third-round pick is a value pick, but somebody that good really shouldn't go in the third round. Granted, it's the beginning of the third round, but still, mm-hmm. the talent is there. It, he's got first mid second round talent and you're getting him in the third round 
Yeah, I mean, it also is a double catcher league. So, like in my league, Varsho and Romuto yeah. went in the second round. Catcher is one of the positions I, I just completely waited on. Um, any anyone in those first few rounds you were debating between that, that got taken either right before or right after you? Um. Yes, uh, actually, I wanted Corbin Carroll in the fourth, and he went mm. literally right before me. So I took Schwarber, which I'm not mad about. Uh, in a, a Roto League, obviously, you need to kind of lock down all those categories. Schwarber's a top three home run hitter in baseball, so that did lock me in for excellent home run production there. But I really wanted Corbin Carroll just because I think he's a he's a 20 – he's. He's going to be this year's Bobby Witt. I'm just going to throw that out there. I think he puts up a very similar stat line to what Bobby Witt put up last year. And so I really wanted to lock him in. And I missed out on that, but it's okay. It's okay to miss on that and land on Schwarber. Yeah. What about no, you, though? No, no problem with that. I, I'm looking back on it. I don't, it's been, I mean, this started what, like two weeks ago? So I don't even <laughs> necessarily remember. But looking at it, um, after my Harris pick, it was Edwin Diaz, Spencer Strider, Woodruff, and DeGrom. I was not considering any of them. Uh, Arenado, I was. I think I was looking at Randy Rosarina, who, who was taken directly after me, but I didn't want to go three mm. outfield to start it. But then uh, on the wrap, fourth and fifth round, I decided to go two aces here, uh, Luis Castillo and Alec Manoa. Looking back on it now, I'm not as excited as that, about them as I was initially, but I think that's a solid one-two punch together. I think they have good potential. They, I could also see one yeah. of them just completely blowing up, though. So that's... Kind of high risk, high reward, but I think that's two solid uh, pitchers there. I think I was eyeing up uh, Kevin Gosman, who was taking one pick before Ooh. I got Castillo. Because there was a run I, on pitchers yeah. there. It was uh, Urias, Bieber, Cease, Gosman, and then I got, I got Castillo. Well, the beginning of your draft and some of your picks is very similar to mine because I was actually eyeing Kevin Gosman as well, and he also <laughs> went the pick before me. <laughs> And so I took Luis Castillo. And then on the wrap, I took you Darvish, who I was actually surprised was still there. I would have loved to take Manoa, but Manoa went very early in my draft. I think he went uh, very early fourth round. So, yeah, very early fourth round. So okay. I ended up with Darvish. Which I was surprised that Darvish, because obviously Manoa's younger, he has the upside. He had a really good year last year, but Darvish has a really good year seemingly every year, and he seems more of like a he's he's a safer pick. It feels like a safer high end pick. Manoa obviously has a little higher upside than Darvish does on the season, but I think Darvish's floor is a little higher with similar upside. Darvish, like we talked with Blake Snell, uh, uh, that's a team that close your eyes. And back into 15 wins easily. And Darvish is a low three ERA guy. He's going to get about a, a K in inning. Yeah, Darvish is. Uh, I was very happy there. Yeah, Darvish is consistent. I mean, the Padres definitely believe in him, giving him what a six year contract as a uh, 36 year old. I think he's done well in the World Baseball Classic so far. So he's someone that I think might be overlooked due to his age, but he definitely is consistent. Uh, a pretty safe pick there. Um, before we move on here, make sure we shout out, shout out WinBet, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet's active in a, now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. <laughs> Doing the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee matchups, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. 
And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week. You get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. So 20 or older and present is there where playthrough and bets available. If you're listening to those game problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the DGEN Dance, our March Madness bankroll contest, is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo, where you can win an SGPN gift card. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. All righty. So my next question for you was coming into this draft, because I know it is it's not, it wasn't an unfamiliar draft. A draft is a draft kind of. Mm. But this big of a draft was a bit different. Did you have any particular strategy in mind going into it or were you kind of just things went? Uh, I mean, it's similar to, to my normal strategy. Get get outfield early. I did want to make sure I got a few pitchers earlier than I normally would in a in a smaller league, just because mm-hmm. I know how valuable they're going to be. So that's why I got Castillo, Manoa, I got Robbie Ray a few rounds later. Um, I, I went back. You know, I shortstop is definitely my weakest position, which I'm I'm okay with. It. I think shortstop was was pretty deep. I may have waited a bit too long on on shortstop. That that's something I probably should have uh, did better because my shortstop, I believe, I got in the 17th round, Jorge Mateo. So I'm counting on him hitting Ooh. above 200 and getting some stolen bases. Also got uh, Autobelto Mondesi for the Red Sox a few rounds later. So hoping those guys can can combine for some some decent stats there or you know watch the waiver wire. But yeah, I think my strategy w- w- was still mostly you know get outfield early, even more so than a normal draft because of the uh, five outfielders. I feel like I, I missed the boat on catcher in a double catcher league. I ended up getting uh, Yasmani Grandal in the 19th round and then Mike Zanino in the 25th round. I don't know if he's going to be starting for Cleveland. I know uh, Bo Naylor has been sent down, but he's mm-hmm. splitting starts with someone else there in Cleveland. That's probably better defensively. Zanino can, can hit bombs, though, so that's what I'm going for home runs there. Um, yeah, my, my, I think my strategy was mostly the same. Get outfield, try to get uh, a solid, you know, guy Arenado take advantage of if there's someone left in a certain position tier, like Arenado was, grab him if he's there and, and try not to reach on anything. And that's, I, I think I did a solid job of that. Yeah, I, I didn't want to reach on anything either until about, man, what round was it? The 21st round. I kind of, like our draft went a little haywire. Even uh, my, Mike, my, I don't know how to say his last name. I'm not going to lie. I've never actually asked him. <laughs> My editor over at Fantasy Bros, like, he was picking right after me, and we were like messaging each other during the draft. Our draft went a little haywire. Like right around uh, 20th to 21st round, people just started taking everybody, which uh, ADP is always – it's a good basic guide to go by when you're drafting, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Like if your pick is up and you know it's going to be a while until it gets back to you or anything like that – you can take whoever you want. That's perfectly fine. But ours started getting crazy. Like we got to the 20th round and we had guys with like an ADP of like 410 getting picked in the 20th round. And we're just kind of like, the fuck is going on? Or like guys with that ADP in the five picked. It's like, all right, this is kind of, this is kind of wild. So I kind of started doing the same thing just because you get that. You don't want to be the guy that gets left behind 
that's like trying to like have like a casual draft and all of a sudden you get to the end and there's nothing. So mm-hmm. I took Jared Washington the 21st. It wasn't a crazy reach, Ooh. but it was a little bit of a reach. Yeah, and I I, I also a few times on here. I also drafted Jared Walsh. I got him in the 24th oh. round. I, I was there very happy go. with that because I, I was eyeing him up there for probably since the 21st round. I was looking at him as a uh, as a power threat there with the Angels. Mm-hmm. I saw he could also get some time in the outfield. So if you got that dual eligibility, it'd be great. Uh, I remember you said you got Gallo too. I got Gallo in the 26th round. Where did you get him? I got Gallo in the. And, and, I didn't to, get Gallo. I wanted oh, to get Gallo. And he got picked before me. And, and, and to your point of like it going haywire a bit and like ADPs being later, I think especially in a league with you know thirty rounds and fifteen teams, once it gets to the the twenties in the rounds, there people just want to get their guys. They they, they don't want to wait a round or two and then you know be like, okay, I'm looking at this guy. I can probably get him later, but I definitely want him on my team. So like I, I would. At that point, I, I would reach a round or two, just for uh, just if there's a guy you wanted to get, just just to get him. Yeah. How did what you round do? did you get Gallo in? I got Gallo in a uh, twenty-six after Brantley, tw- Pollock, Alec Thomas, Gritchick. Yeah. Uh, what was your strategy here on closers? What What did you do with, with your? Uh, when did you take your first one? How many did you get? Um, I went fairly closer heavy, but not necessarily early. I took my first closer in the 12th, which is a little early for me generally, because saves is something I do tend to punt in category and roto, roto leagues. But in TGFBI, you can't really punt anything if you want to have a shot at that number one overall and the money. So I took uh, Jose Le- Leclerc. For the Rangers in the twelfth round, which I liked, that's a that's a team that's going to win a decent chunk of mm-hmm. games. So he'll be out there. The ERA is going to end up being a little higher than I like, but he has some strikeout stuff, which is nice. But I think I went with four closers. Oh no, I lied. I took uh, Daniel Bard in the tenth, and then Leclerc in the twelfth. Look at me, I went a little closer early on. Well, uh, I like uh, I Bard did as well out there. Yeah, I got Bard in the eleventh, and then uh, Paul Seawald. Hopefully, he gets some closing opportunities without uh, Munoz taking over in the twelfth. And then I got Jose Leclerc in the fifteenth. And then I I picked up uh, I picked up Mark Mark Melanson of the Diamondbacks in the twenty seventh round. I don't think he's going to close, but he has the experience. And uh, who Mm -hmm. do they have there? The Reyes Maranta is like closer by committee. I, I could see them just giving it to Melanson. He's not going to get a lot of saves for for the Diamondbacks, but I figured twenty seventh round. Let me pick him up. You know, see if he can pick up a few saves here and there. Yeah, I mean, he could easily get ten saves this year, which is pretty pretty good at us. I mean, the twenty seventh yeah. round. I, I have to keep him on my roster for that though, because he, he could end up getting them like in, in the second half, and I could have <laughs> dropped him by then. That's true. That's true. Uh, I also took uh, Danielson for the Dodgers. Uh, okay. A little yeah, injury a bug pick. going right now, but he should be good to go by the beginning of the season. I got him in the 22nd round, and I figured if I could get the Dodgers' main closer in the 22nd round, even if he's hurt right now, I don't care. That's my third closer. Save me 20, 25 games this year, and all of a sudden I could be in line for – I have a team that could save, save 80 games this year realistically, which would be beautiful, which I'm never going to win the saves category just because I'm – too much of a scaredy cat to fully commit to saves in a like a big time league like this but 
I feel like 80, 80 saves is a sweet spot for me. I think that will at least finish middle of the pack there, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I think that that's all you can try to really ask for unless you, you're you someone that goes for Edwin Diaz in the second round, um, Josh Hader won in the third round, uh, Jordan Jordan Romano won in the fourth round. I mean, and I, I I don't like closers and saves. It's it's, it's too volatile. It's too. <laughs> they mm-hmm. only they only give you one category. I mean, I guess a few of, if you include the ratios. But uh, what do you think your your weakest position is? What are you going to be be looking out for on the waiver wire as the season starts, or even before the season? Ha, have you? Uh, ha, it's a it's FAAB, right? So it's a yeah free agent betting. That's going to be interesting. Uh, probably second catcher. I think I'm going to be look. I mean, I have. Tell me what you think. I have Jose or I have Shafi as my first catcher, and then I have Jose Trevino of the Yankees. Who's your first catcher? catcher? Sean Murphy. I like Sean Murphy. What, what round are you getting? I like I like Sean Murphy. Uh, yeah. Sean Murphy. I took in the. Let me click the little draft board button here. I took Sean Murphy in the. Ninth round, which is right around where I like to take a catcher usually. Ninth, tenth round, yeah. he was still there. He went ninth round. Trevino. Where'd you get Trevino? Ninth. Oh, uh, I got Trevino in the twenty fourth. Okay, yeah, that, that's I was looking at Trevino, to take a Trevino just for <laughs> just for some guaranteed at bats there. But yeah, Murphy went ninth round in, in my drafts. That's pretty spot on there. Uh, I think I was I was eyeing up the uh, big dumper there, Kyle Riley, but he ended up going mm. in the 11th round to the same team one pick before me. So he got Murphy 9th round, Riley 11th round. I think that's a pretty good tandem there. Uh, I ended mm-hmm. up getting Glaber Torres there in that ninth round to get a solid second baseman. Also picked up Colton Wong later at second base. Uh, I mentioned before my, my catchers, Grandal and uh, Mike Zunino in the 19th and 25th. That's just going to be a position where I'm going to have to keep my eye on the way for a while, see if you know injuries or people coming up or, or what have you, just to kind of fill in the gaps. Uh, what's your favorite late round pick you took? Like a 25th to 30th round. Do you have one of those five guys that you're really excited to get? Um, 24th, I got Walsh. I, I was excited about that one. And then um, mm-hmm. Gallo, I think, in the 26th, I, w- I was pretty excited about getting them. I think between them, those two, one of them should be able to stay on my roster for a little bit, I hope, and and produce some <laughs> some home runs. Um, then I got Melanson, 27. I'm okay with that. I got uh, Aaron Ashby in the, in the 28th. Um, he's not going to be back until May or June, but he does have a high ceiling there for the Brewers. Then I got uh, Mitch Keller in the 29th. I think he's, he's not going to get the wins there for the Pirates, but looking at his numbers from last year, actually looked at pitcher list for this. He had a 3.91 ERA, um, taste per nine, 7.8. Like He's fine. He's not going to get your wins, but he'll, I'll, I'll play him on weeks when it's, you know, it's a uh, favorable matchups or, you know, 29th round for an ERA under four. I can't hate it. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you at all, especially in a league that, I mean, ERA is one of the categories. So getting somebody that late <laughs> that you're probably going to have to play it, is nice. Uh, for me, uh, I was really excited about in the 25th round. Like, I, okay. I felt I read Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Touch. Took him the 25th. I, I mean, who knows how good he's really going to be. Really? Hey, look at that. See? So I like that. Yeah, I like that. Good. And then 
I think he'll he'll have a, an okay season. He'll put up decent numbers. He he could hit like 18 home runs and steal 12 bases. I'm okay with that in a, a late round pick. And then a guy that we talked about on Sleeper in the Bust, uh, Bryce Terang. I took him in the 26th. He's hitting like 316 in spring training now. Uh, he hit his first home run the other day. He's got the speed. I like. I like the power speed combo, even though he doesn't have the craziest power. He does have like that same like 18 ish mm-hmm. home run power, but he could steal 30, 35 bases and getting one of the more elite speed guys that late in the draft was nice, especially I didn't really go that heavy on speed for the whole draft anyways. So that really helped me feel, feel a need. Yeah, I mean, I guess I did kind of target speed there with, with Mateo and, and Mondesi, but I, I had to get try to get something out of my shortstop position once. You know, <laughs> I was looking at Tovar in the fifteenth round. He was taken. Um, no, he was taking two picks after me, so I must, I must, not, I must not have been. I wanted to wait on him. I think I wanted to get either Tovar or, or Mateo, and I ended up getting Mateo. So definitely uh, less potential there, but he has shown that he can steal bases and should be even more now with the. Uh, New pizza boxes there and the new uh, pickup throwover rolls. Um, yeah, McCutcheon, I think, is, is a good pick there. He's going to be probably hitting third in that order behind Cruz and Reynolds, have Santana and, and G-Man Choi behind him. So solid bats there in, in the top three or four are solid enough where he's going to put up some counting stats. For that. That's a, it's a great pick, I think, in the l- later rounds. Yeah, getting a guy that's going to get a, a high-level or a high level, a high amount of ABs that late in the draft can mm-hmm. be kind of tough. So that was nice. I also got, I got Carlos Santana in the 27th, just for a little pirates pairing there. Uh, I wrote a, a, a BABIP article for fantasy pros the other day. Carlos Santana had the lowest BABIP in baseball last year. It, the no shift is really going to help him, even though he is a switch hitter, but when he was batting lefty, he was, shifted like 98% of the time or like 98.9% of the time or something ridiculous like that. And he has good batted ball metrics. So with the shift gone, he's not going to magically hit 300, but he can hit 250 again this year. And he still has a little bit of pop. And even though the pirates do suck ass, the top of the lineup is, is serviceable. Like he'll, he'll have people on base in front of him at least sometimes. So it, it's a good pick at the end of the draft. Dylan, yeah. I see you. What's up, man? What's up, Catfish? Uh, we got. I, I have one pick left. I'm trying to look at who I'm considering here. I was looking at Corey Gluber. Uh, he's going to be towards the top of the Red Sox rotation, but he's he's not what he once was. He doesn't really have a high ceiling mm-hmm. at all, and his floor isn't really great. Um, but looking at other pitchers there, Mike Soroka, I would take a look at, but he is still injured. You know, maybe I would. Take a flyer on him because he does have that upside. Two, or 2019, he had a 2.66 ERA. Maybe I'm going to look at him. Um, it's crazy you say at, him because that that is my final pick of the draft was Mike Soroka. Okay. Uh, yeah, I may end up taking him. I'm looking at uh, Francisco Alvarez, Mets prospect. Eduardo Escobar there as well as a third base eligibility. I think he might play some outfield for them depending how, how things shake out. Probably not. Um, Tommy Pham's there. I think he's going to be a, a more of a bench bat for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Carson Kelly, Austin Nola. If I want to get another catcher, that's going to be guaranteed at bats, but don't love that. I'll probably go for someone with a uh, a higher higher ceiling. Maybe someone like uh, Luke Voigt or Joey Votto. Uncle Ted, I don't want to hear from you. You got your uh, Israel <laughs> perfect game. We, come on, 
<laughs> we both put money on Israel after we stopped recording yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, it was a fun there's... ride, though. Kyle Farmer, I, I could look at too. He's third base shortstop. You can get corner infield and, and uh, middle infield. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of guys. Trace Thompson, we talked about yesterday. Maybe I'll end up picking him. I, you know what? And he's what'd you say? He's going to start for the Dodgers. He's Is starting for the like Dodgers. He has to. Oh, man, like so. That's not a terrible pick at the end. I do like Kyle Farmer. Is Kyle Farmer still in Cincinnati? He is, right? I believe so. He's, he uh, he's the one. He's the one stopping Ellie De La Cruz from. Wait, oh, no, right. he's not. He's not projected to start unless he's hurt. Kyle Farmer for the Twins. He's playing for now. Oh, see, I don't know. I'm, I like. They have Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman at shortstop. Oh, that's there. right. They, they got um, to block all the high Kyle Farmer's prospects. Kyle Farmer's not going to be starting for for the Twins. Okay, I like that Trace Thompson pick. I'm gonna I might mm. have to put in a little free agent bid on him when these get up and going and free agency starts going because I loved that barrel rate that we found out he had a 13 percent or 16 percent 13 percent barrel rate that he had last year in 80 games. Not bad. And if he's staying, if he's starting for the Dodgers in left field with the 13 percent barrel rate. They're going to have people on base, so it's going to be worth it. Yeah, uh, I, I may not go with another outfielder because I already do have uh, seven with Judge, Harris, Marte, Quan, Renfro, Marcelo Zuna, I think is a, is a solid late pick if he can you know, stay out of trouble and stay in the lineup. The Braves are, are going to play him. He, I mean, he's good enough to bat seventh for them, should hit around 20 home runs, and then Joey Gallo. So I'm probably going to stay away. From outfield may end up going with with a pitcher just to you know throw throw my another lottery ticket there. Yeah, that was what I kind of did at the end. I, my last two picks were, I, I we talked about this when we first started the podcast. I really like a bench full of bats, which is kind of opposite of what everybody says you should do. I love I love a bunch of bench bats. So for my last two picks, I took Mike Soroka at the very end, and then before that, mm-hmm. I took Nick Pavetta in boston okay he has potential yeah yeah i i took him mainly for he's gonna kind of screw me a little bit in the era because zra does suck he had a four five six era last year four five three the year before but i mean he had 175 strikeouts both years so he, he'll help department and that's all i really wanted because i kind of i didn't punt on era this year i have some legitimately good pitchers but i didn't really focus on that like i have my pictures i got luis castillo you darvish they'll be pretty good for era but then i got hunter green he's not gonna be great for era but great for k's kyle wright be good for a little bit of everything justin Steele, who knows eric lauer good for, for k's so not not anything really crazy in the era department but i kind of doubled down on my strengths at the end and took the pitching I mean, yeah, that, that, that's not bad because you, you can drop him if they have a few bad starts or if Soroka, you know, he, he shows out that he's not going to, if he has that injury, he's not going to be uh, not gonna be pitching, then you can just drop him and pick someone else up. I think that's not a bad move, in the, uh, especially in the last round. I imagine there's a few IL spots as well, so hopefully, uh, I'm assuming so. If not, I might be screwed. I'm assuming that too. You did say he will win the WBC and not a game, Uncle Ted. You are correct. <laughs> but we were just, we loved your energy in the last episode. So we threw a little <laughs> bit of money on there and uh, I, I, we're, and we're I, just giving you shit. Yeah. It wasn't just, it wasn't just tailing that one. I looked at it. I thought, I thought that it was a bit close game, but it wasn't. 
Uh, they were the <laughs> underdogs there. And uh, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, what, one pick I, I am kind of regretting now based off his, his recent injury news is Andrew Painter, uh, the Phillies' top pitching prospect, 19-year-old, was projected to potentially start the uh, rotation, start the season in the Phillies' rotation, especially with uh, Ranger Suarez being hurt. I picked him in the 23rd round. Uh, I think that was the night before or day of the news came out that he has like a UCL tear or whatever he has. So mm-hmm. not great there, but I wanted to get get some young guys with potential because I think like Racing Rodriguez in this draft went, uh, I can't find him, went in the 13th round. I mean, he's going to make the rotation out of French Rain no matter what. I imagine if Painter yeah. was healthy, he, he probably would have been drafted higher, but as a Phillies fan, I kind of had to, had to take him there. I mean, you got to take a homer, and the upside is there. He's elite. Who knows how long this injury is going to put him out for? They said he's shut down for four weeks. So you're at least without him for a month, and then I can't imagine they just throw him to the wolves after that, so he'll probably have to ramp it back up. I, maybe early June, if you're lucky. He comes back and starts throwing in the majors because he's damn good. His stuff that he was showing off in spring training is absurd. Like, especially for a 19-year-old, that much velo, that much break on his breaking stuff. Like, it seems like every pitch he has a plus-plus pitch. Like, every pitch is an out pitch. Mm -hmm. So, I understand that. I still think even with the injury, he was draft-worthy because he's almost too good to leave on the bench for somebody else to take. Cause that's the kind of one you think about him. You don't take him, let him sit there. Somebody else takes him and he'll have like the craziest August and September you've ever seen. <laughs> and somebody else wins a championship. Yeah. Cause hopefully I can just put him on the IL and you know, if he comes back in the second half, that's, that's fantastic. But yeah, at that point there was no one else really after him that I, I would have preferred to take. Um, I guess maybe I could have taken like Heraldus Chapman or uh Gallegos for, for the Cardinals if I wanted a, a closing option, but I wanted to get Painter. I, I I couldn't let him let him pass me by, uh, and I'm glad I was able to get Walsh on the next round because I was considering him as well. Uh, did you take any of our? We have our guys. Did you take any our of our guys? Um, I took one of your guys, uh, two of your guys actually, Hunter Renfro in the in the tenth yes. round, and yes. then uh, Seth Seth Brown in the fourteenth round. Oh, Stephen Kwan, eighth round. Stephen Kwan is definitely one of our guys there. I must admit, I love your draft. You, <laughs> like <laughs> Seth Brown, I'm letting you know right now. It, I hope nobody in our SGPN dynasty draft is. He's not going. To the next in a, pick. He's not going in a, in, a, in, a, in a ten team league. He will to my team. Good luck. He's probably going to be my next pick. Just keep that. At pa- I'm full power build lineup right now i'm i'm going for it i the upside's there uh but for me i took let me get back to this draft board uh for i for sure i took kelnick obviously, obviously. yeah he, he <laughs> he's killing it in spring training and even though you have to take spring training numbers with a grain of salt a little bit he is making the improvements that you want to see somebody 
make in spring training. Mike Curlin came on and he said, uh, let's see, to name drop, Mike Curlin from The Athletic came on and talked with me about things you want to look for in spring training numbers. And one is the K rate. Uh, he said guys with power are supposed to hit home runs in spring training, but guys that ha have power with strikeout issues, you want to see if they can get that K rate down. I think before today's game, Jared Kelnick's K rate was down to like 21%, which is beautiful. You'll take that all day. And he had another RBI double today. So I, I got him in the 19th round, which I don't even remember what his view was. It was probably a little bit of a stretch. I think I just saw his name and drafted him because I had to have him. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, as far as others of our guys, I don't know if I got any, um, I had a few Homer picks in there. Yanni Diaz is one of my guys. Well, he's, he is one of your guys. Where'd uh, you count get? 19th round? 19th. Yeah. He went, he went 16th in mine. So, I mean, that, that should make you feel even better. You know what? That makes me love my guy even more. But yeah, I think that's the only one of our guys. And I'm so disappointed in myself because I've been trying to make it a point to take, some of our guys uh, when I did take Schwarber, even though I kind of settled for Schwarber, I, I was in my head. I was kind of like, Oh man, Ryan would love this pick. I got to get a Philly on my team. I filled mm -hmm. before I took a Mariner. So you should yeah, be proud have, of me. I have, I have painter, I guess. But besides that, I don't have any Phillies. I have, uh, <laughs> I, have a few, I have Robbie Ray and uh, Luis Castillo. So I'll be a big fan and Paul Seawald. So hopefully I'll get some wins and saves there out of your, out of your Mariners. You want some exciting uh, Robbie Ray news that I heard a little bit ago? Yes, please, please. Uh, he had another lights out um, spring training thing. He was touching upper 90s with his fastball. Ooh. Last oh, year, his fastball out. was like 93 miles an hour. He struck out six in three innings. Yep, he is. Not too bad, not too bad. He, he didn't touch upper 90s last year, so. He struck out five in his first start? <sighs> yeah, he he added a new God, pitch. Did he add? He has a third pitch now. Uh, it's, it's not a slider. My, no, I think it is a slider. He added a slider because he had he was a fastball curveball last year, and I think he added a slider now, which is apparently nasty. So, uh, Uncle Ted, I am uh, all in on Oscar Gonzalez myself. Uh, he's somebody that I was big on at the end of last year. He was a, a league winning type of player because that uh september october that he put together like in the fantasy baseball championship time was incredible especially in points leagues which i normally play in he killed it i was so happy i got him off of waivers oh i'm a fan of uh, accent there Tia, I'm, I'm a fan of t oscar hernandez in uh in seattle there i didn't get him but i'm i'm, I'm he's one of the outfielders <laughs> i'm gonna be gonna be targeting yeah oh and i know i mentioned yandy diaz uh, I, he got hurt the other day. He he was out for a little bit with no big deal, just out. And then he came back in the first game. He came back. He got hit on the hand with the pitch and left. I think it was the very first pitch he saw or something like that. And so he's back. He's fine. The extras are negative. Some people probably already saw the news. Some didn't. I was very nervous about it because I have taken him in literally every draft that I've been in so far, except for ours. So uh, it's I, good to see him I healthy and not hurt because – yeah, I had not heard of this uh, Oscar Colas guy for the White Sox, but he's been tearing it up in spring training. He had great uh, numbers in the minors last year. It looks like he is projected to start there in right field for them, projected to hit 20 home runs on fan graphs. So, yeah, he's, he's a – thanks for that uh, shout-out, Uncle Ted. I think he's killing it in spring tra yeah, he training, is. too. I've been trapping an eye on him. 
And I don't know if he's on the 40 man though, which is the problem. So they'll have to find a way to get him on the 40 man. But if they do get him on the 40 man starts out there day one, he, he reminds me a lot of somebody like Eloy Jimenez. And so they're just adding another Eloy type player into their lineup. Well, hopefully this version of him can stay healthy because regular Eloy cannot stay healthy and he refuses to just play DH, but we need a regular version of Eloy. And then they need a lefty too. So adding a lefty bat to to the lineup would definitely be good. All right. But I think that's all I've got. It's sunny out here today. It's some of you can probably see through my window. Windy as hell. We finally got some flurries here in Philadelphia. Of course, nothing stuck, but it was, it was, it was nice outside for a little bit, but the wind is just, just howling. Oh, shit. See, I'm glad it's not doing that here because my boy wants to play some catch today after he gets out of school. He had his first baseball practice yesterday, but it was rained out. So go play some catch with them today. Yeah. uh, Make sure you guys are following us on all of our socials. Thank you, everybody that's watching us on YouTube and Twitch right now. We really appreciate you and those of you on Twitter. Uh, Make sure you hit the follow button or the subscribe button if you have not already so that you get notified every time we go live. As of right now, it's three days a week. Probably going to be four days a week as we get closer to the season. Going to be pumping out more and more content. Uh, Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all other streaming platforms that you may listen to. We are on all of them. And this is episode 47. So if you're new, we got 46 more episodes for you to go check out. Uh, We've got a lot of good guests as well. And we have one potentially coming up soon also. Uh, But other than that, you can follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R-Gobert-S-O-P. Yeah, okay.